Welcome to the Global River Church Discipleship Teaching of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. I know it's Wednesday, but the Bible says, let everything and everyone that has breath, praise the Lord. Uh, if you guys can do me a favor, those that are sitting in the back, just get closer. Uh, let's get warm and cozy as a family. <laughs> praise the Lord. And I'm going to get close too. Praise the Lord. I'm excited tonight. I got the fire of God on the inside of me. The fire of God on the inside of me. Glory to God. Father, we just honor you tonight once again. Lord, I say none of me, but all of you. I yield myself completely. Use me just like a musician will use a microphone. Just like a drummer will beat a drum. Lord, I'm a vessel in your hand. Use me as you, as you please tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, you have a hand, handout with you for those that are joining online. Thank, we thank God for you. Keep watching. I promise you the word of God is coming to you with power tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we've been talking about the book of Hebrews. We've covered up to chapter 10. Uh, Lisa led us to chapter 10 last time. I'm going to start in Hebrews chapter 11 today. One of my favorite topics to speak on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But before we get to Hebrews 10, I want to point out about three verses in chapter 10 that will lead us to Hebrews 11. Let's go to Hebrews 10, verse 23. The Bible says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Now jump down to verse 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, he who is coming will come. I will not tarry or wait. Now, somebody say now. Now, now the just shall live by faith. Amen. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draws back to perdition, but to those who believe to the saving of the soul. So a couple of things I want to point out to us before we get to Hebrews 11. He said, hold fast to the confession of your hope without wavering. Just like a bulldog, when a bulldog latches onto something, it doesn't matter what you do to it, it's holding fast. The Bible says, hold fast to the confession of your hope without wavering. Whether it's rain or shine, whether I feel like it or not, my feeling has nothing to do with it. Amen? Hold fast to the confession of your hope without wavering. And then it goes, it goes on in 35. 
Therefore, do not, it's, it's the same thing. Do not cast away your confidence. Don't cast it away. You've been trusting God, like the testimony we just heard, 15 years. You've been trusting God, standing in faith. Do not cast it away. For it's going to produce. Amen? It's going to produce. Say, do not cast away your confidence, Woo! which has great reward. For we have need of endurance, so that after we have done the will of God, we may receive the promise. On, on the flip side of believing God, standing in faith, or holding on to hope, is receiving the promise. And we are going to get into some of the nitty-gritty tonight. I'm excited. Glory to God. I can barely continue myself. Woo! Hallelujah. Now, when we look at um, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, we've looked at many, many topics. You know, the Bible is not written in chapter and verses. The chapter and verses was put there by the translators for us to be able to reference and to find verses. So this was one continuous letter or epistle by the writer of the book of Hebrews. Some people thought it was Paul. I've, I've heard some ministers think uh, it's a female, actually. I tend to believe that it's a female, one of the protege of Paul. But that's not even important. The bottom line, is we have the canon of Scripture, the, the book of Hebrews. And we've looked at many, many themes throughout the teaching. We've looked at the eternal high, high priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've looked at Melchizedek. We've looked at uh, the subject of prayer. Because when you are a priest, one of your job as a priest is in the place of prayer. Glory to God. I spent some time the last time I was here to expound on that. And then in Hebrews chapter 6, we looked at the elementary principles of Christ. Amen? We looked at foundation of repentance from dead works, faith towards God. We looked at the doctrine of baptism, and we went ahead and looked at the seven types of baptism that we have in scriptures. Glory to God. How many of you are here to be part of that? And for those that were not here, you get homework, amen? You get to go and watch the video and write a report. I'm just kidding. Praise the Lord. And we also looked at the doctrine of laying on of hands. I spent some time and went into uh, some rabbit holes on that, on what the scripture said about laying on of hands. So when you, when you think about it, the, the writer of Hebrews kind of went and began to dig into some deep stuff. This is not uh, small baby stuff. This is meat. Began to look at the priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he began to tell us that we are priests unto our God. And we shall rule and reign on the earth. And he began to tell us that we have authority. We have access. Yes. We can approach unto the Father on behalf of ourselves and on behalf of other people in the place of intercession. Amen. Then all of a sudden, the tone began to change a little bit. As we begin to get to the end... He said, wait a minute, I said something in Hebrews chapter 6 about the doctrine, the elementary principle of, God, of Christ, which is the doctrine of faith towards God. And the writer of the Hebrews said, ah, I got to show you guys. I got to break it down. I got to expand it and show you what faith is. And interestingly, when you look at the Bible, the only verse in Scripture where faith is clearly defined is Hebrews 11.1. 1. 
because throughout the scripture you see faith being demonstrated by our patriarchs of old, and we're going to get into that in a minute. And we see faith being demonstrated by the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, when you look at the book of Hebrews 11, the writer of Hebrews did not even reference the Lord Jesus Christ's faith. He referenced the patriarchs, men and women of like passion like you and I, that walk this earth and walk with God, and walk in faith, and wrought mighty miracles. And God is looking for sons and daughters in these last days that will step into their shoes. Sons and daughters in these last days that will walk like Elijah. Sons and daughters in these last days that will call down fire. Glory to God. God is looking for men and women like you and I that would dare to believe him, that would dare to trust him for the supernatural. Amen? Glory to God. We read of men and women in the past generation, people like Smith Wigglesworth, that walked in power. There was a story that was written about Wigglesworth where somebody died, and they told him that so-and-so died. And Wigglesworth came in the room and said, Put the, pick the man up and bang him against, I command you in the name of Jesus, walk. The man fell down. He would not be deterred. Come on. If you have faith, you hold on. Remember I said earlier, hold on to the confession of your hope without wavering. Without wavering. Picked him up again. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. Fell down again said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. And life came into him. Come on. God is looking for men and women in this last days. I, I, let me tell you. Let me pause for a minute. Glory to God. This is the final showdown. Okay? This is the final showdown. This is the last move of the Holy Ghost on the earth. And God is raising up men and women like you. I'm talking to you. That will walk in power. That will walk in the power of God. That will carry the mantle. That will walk in the power of Jesus Christ. And see the dead raised. And see the works of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm supposed to be teaching, but I'm preaching. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now let's go to Hebrews 11.1. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now I want you to hold your place in Hebrews 11.1. We are going to go to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. I can quote it, but I want you to put your eyes on it. Glory to God. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, is that what's written in your Bible? Who has, which, which means it's past tense. It's a past tense designation. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places? He has blessed us. Now look at your neighbor. You are blessed. And tell them you are blessed. You are, you are stupidly blessed. 
stupendously blessed. <laughs> stupendously blessed. That's scripture. You are blessed. He said he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I want to point something out to us there before we get back to Hebrews 11. He said he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. God, I live in earthly places, but the blessings are in heavenly places. I had this argument with God about it, and God said, it's my way. Okay? It's going to be my way. Because I said, God, it would be nice if you had blessed us in earthly places. Then we can access it. And God reminded me of Hebrews 11:6. For the scriptures say, without faith, it's impossible to please God. I've said it here many times that if the, if the Bible has said it was difficult, then maybe I'll get a bunch of people to help me. No, but the scripture said it's impossible to please him. So that means it's not an option. Being a faith man or a faith woman in these last days is not an option. It's not reserved for the pastors or the people on the pulpit. It's not reserved for the people with the colors or the people without the colors. It's for moms and dads. It's for teachers. It's for professionals. It's for ministers. It's for every child of God. Amen? That's the currency in the kingdom of God. That's the way you transact. We just read Hebrews 11, I mean, sorry, Ephesians 1, 3. He said, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I submit to you salvation for your loved ones, healing for your body, that promotion on the job, tangible stuff, things you can see, a nice new shoe. A, a nice new, new house. Uh, whatever else you want to fill in the gap, God has already made provision for it. But it's in the heavenly places. So the question is, how do I get it from the heavenly places to the here and now where I need it? How do I get the money in my bank account in the heavenly places into my bank account here on earth so I can go to the grocery shop and go to Belk and, and go shopping? How do I do that? By faith. And that's what we are going to look at tonight. Glory to God. Whoo, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Glory to Jesus. How many of you are getting blessed tonight? So now let's go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. We've read it. We, many of us can quote it from memory. Now faith is the substance of things that we hope for. The evidence or the proof of things we don't see. I just told you, those things that God has blessed you, they are in the heavenly places. And Hebrews 11.1 1 is telling us of things that we don't see. What is he talking about? He's talking about those blessings that God has already blessed me with, that are reserved for me, healing from incurable disease. They are there. Body parts, they are there in heaven. If you need a brand new heart, if you need a brand new lungs, if you need an upgrade in your immune system, they are all there. How do we get it to from there to here? That's by faith. And that's why when the writer of Hebrews began to talk about faith, just like I, I said in the, in the material that you have in your hand, when you go to class and the teacher is about to open a new subject, 
especially let's, let's use math as an example. We're going to do division today. So the teacher will start and say, division is when you do this and you do that. And everybody in the class is like, huh? I'll say, I'm going to give you some examples. And I remember in grade school, they would start with oranges. They would bring oranges into the class, and then they would cut it up, and then they would use it for addition and for division to show the students the concept or the material that he's trying to pass across. And that's what the writer of Hebrew was also doing. I just told you what faith is, but in case you don't get it, I'm going to give you a bunch of examples. And he or she went ahead and began to show us examples. Verse 2, by faith, we on, let's go to it, let's go to it. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things that we hope for, the evidence of things not seen, for by this faith, the elders, the patriarchs, obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were formed or framed by the word of God, so that the things which are visible or that are seen were not made of things which are not visible. So we are talking about spiritual realm and natural realm. You begin to see, we are able to see things which are not visible. How do you see things that are not visible? By faith. You begin to see by faith. Let me ask you, how many of you believe that you are born again? Raise your hand. How many of you believe that if you die today, you are going to heaven? Amen. How many of you believe there is a mansion in heaven waiting for you? Oh, yes. <laughs> there is a mansion in heaven waiting for you. The Bible said that, right? What's your proof? The word of God said so. If you say that to people outside, they will say you are cuckoo. You are poico loco. You are kind of crazy. Because there's no evidence here now in the three-dimensional world we live in. But we take the word of God and we say, yep, we believe that. Glory to God. That's the hope that you and I carry. That one day when I expire and I step outside of my body, I'm going to be met by angels. I'm going to be met by Abraham. And I'm going to be walking the streets of gold. Glory to God. Speaking of the streets of gold, I remember one day, many years ago, I was in Minnesota. I was meditating on the Word of God. I was meditating on Hebrews 11. I was meditating on Revelation. And I began to picture the streets of gold. I began to picture heaven. I began to picture the saints in heaven. I began to picture it. And I was like, and at that time, I was, you know, going through some money issues. I need some money. And I was like, Lord, you know... <laughs> You know, I see the street of heaven, and I picture it like a cobblestone street, like you go to downtown. That's the way I picture it. You might see it differently, but we can argue that later, okay? So I was thinking about it, and I said, Lord, wouldn't it be cool if you just, you know, maybe on the outskirts, don't do it on the main street inside heaven, you know, on the outskirts. You know, the Bible talked about there are people that will live on the outskirts. So on the outskirts, just pick one of the stones <laughs> and transfer it to me. I'll become an instant trillionaire because the value of that gold is priceless. And you know what God said to me? You can believe it all you want. I know it in my Noah. He said, don't mess up my streets. <laughs> That's what the Lord said to me. He said, don't mess up my streets. Everything that you need is already been provided. All you have to do is tap into it. I already made provision for you. Glory to God. Don't mess up my street. 
Glory to God. I don't, I don't know if that blessed you, but I, I still remember that. Don't mess up my, because everything that you need, I already made provision for it. And the Lord led me to Ephesians 1, 3. He has already blessed me. He has already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Everything that you ever need to live a fulfilled life. To live a fulfilled life as a believer, whether it's in ministry, glory to God, whether it's in your secular work, whether it's as a mom, as a dad, as a grandparent, everything that you ever need has been provided. Come on now, church. It's provided. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. It's provided. It's provided. Glory to God. Now let's go back to Hebrews 11. So like I said, the writer of Hebrews began, he opened up and began to tell us about this faith. He mentioned it in Hebrews 6. The, do, the elementary principles of the, do, of, the, of the gospel. And he mentioned faith towards God. So let me now teach you what faith is. So he gave us the definition. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that we don't see. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of materials that are visible. Faith is a heavenly materiality. Faith is tangible, touchable, feelable in that realm. Glory to God. It's a heavenly substance. It's a heavenly materiality. He said, by faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. When, I don't know if you are, we have construction people in the room. When you're building a house, you begin to frame it. The walls were framed by the word of God. They were knitted together by the word of God. So that the things that we do see were not made of materials that are visible. The material, glory to God, I'm getting deep here. The material for every substance on earth is faith. The material for, we just read it. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I didn't know this was going to go like this, I promise you. <laughs> glory to God. When I was preparing, uh, glory to God. There's something bubbling inside of me. I just got to get it out to you guys. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me. The Bible says, the things which are seen were not made of materials that are visible. Now, let's go, because if if I keep going, I have to stay here to stay on track. The Bible says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift. And though it being dead still speaks. Now I'm going to circle back to those examples. I want to cover some things that the Lord put in my heart to cover ahead because of of time. Let's think of a situation. Everything we do in God's kingdom is by faith. By faith. Everything. Starting from being born again. The Bible says he has dealt to us the measure of faith. So every one of us, when we got born again, we, you got the measure. There's a measure that God used in heaven. And he said, okay, Pastor Tom, there's your measure. Bishop, there's your measure. So then the question is, since Wigglesworth 
Kenneth Hagin, William Braham, men and women like that, they have the same measure. How come they operate at the level that they operated? And I'm over here, and I'm asking God that question. You have to cultivate your faith. You have to exercise your faith. It's like a muscle. You have to grow it. You have to use it. You have to step out of the boat. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. You don't get out of the boat, you don't experience that kind of miracle. Amen? You have to take the risk of faith. You have to dear God. You say, God, you said this. I'm going to take you at your word. God, you said this. I'm going to take you at your word. When you begin to do that, oh, you begin to see the glory of the Lord. Jesus said to Mary and Martha, did I not say to you, if you will believe, you will see the glory of the Lord. So if you want to see the glory of the Lord, you've got to believe. There's no way around it. You've got to believe. If you will believe, you will see the glory of the Lord. So when, if you want to experience the water-walking faith, the water-walking type of miracle, you've got to step out of the boat. The diff, what separated those guys that I mentioned is the fact that they got out of the boat. They got out of their comfort zone. And I'm going to tell you this. Before Wigglesworth will grab a man and smash it against the wall and say, in the name of Jesus, walk. Oh, John 1.14 has to be real on the inside of him. What is John 1.14? The Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That word has to become flesh inside of you before it begins to manifest in other people. It has to be real in you. Like they put you on trial and say, Bishop, we are going to send you to jail. You recant that this word is true. And I say, no, send me to jail. Chop me up to 10,000 pieces. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. I believe that that book is the inspired word of God. And everything that is said in that book is real and is true. Amen. 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 So the difference between men and women, even in our generation, that are walking in that level of power is they stepped out of the boat. And I've told God, at the beginning of this year, I said, Lord, I'm stepping out of the boat. I'm leaving my comfort zone behind. You know where your comfort zone is. You just stay there. You camp there. It's warm and it's cozy. The fireplace is going. Everything is good. You know, you're not troubling anybody. Nobody's troubling you. You have some small devils, but they don't bother you much, so you let them, you know, hang out. No, 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 no. God is calling you out. He said, come. And Peter foolishly stepped out of the boat. Guess what? There were 12 disciples. They hung around Jesus. They were his people. They saw him do all the miracles. They saw him turn water to wine. They saw him talita kumi. Daughter, I say unto you, arise. They saw all of that. And Peter was the one that was, you know, loud mouth, big mouth. He's the, have you noticed Peter? Every time he's the one that's always talking. Even in Gethsemane, he's the one that's talking. He said, if that's you, bid me come. I see you. I'm, I'm going to copy you, Jesus. If that's you, if that's really you, of course, because he's seeing me, what is he going to say? He said, come. That nanosecond, when Peter had to, 
either begin to think, wait a minute, this does not make any sense. Oh, by the way, faith does not make any sense. It's if you, are, if you are trying to operate in faith through your senses, you, you, you are in the wrong zip code. In the wrong zip code. You need to migrate to the faith zip code. It's not sense. It's spirit. Glory to God. So remember I told us that all of the blessings that you will ever need, the money you need next year, it's already in that bank account. Every money you need till the day you expire is already in that bank account. Let's say down the road, some of your body parts begin to misbehave. God already has a spare part. There's nothing that you and I will present before the Father. And you'll be like, oops, I didn't think about that. No, it's already prepared. It is finished. It's already done. In fact, the scripture said exceedingly, abundantly above what you might ask or think according to the power that's at work within you. More than your mind can even comprehend is prepared. It's got, if you need one table, it's got a million tables. If you need one heart, it's got a million hearts. Just for you. Just for you. Glory to God. We got to get a hold of this. We got to get out of the boat. I believe that's what God is saying to his church right now. We have to get out of the boat. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You begin to challenge yourself. Say, what did I believe God for yesterday? I need to stretch myself. I need to begin to believe for more. Oh, is it possible? You know what stops us, though? Especially preachers. Glory. You're going to see a different bishop going forward. Get up and say, oh, rise up and walk. What if they don't walk? It's none of my business. That's God's business. I'm going to believe him. I'm going to consecrate myself. I'm going to spend time in the presence of God in the place of prayer. I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to travel. And then I'm going to show up and unleash. Glory to God. I'm going to show up and release the power of God. Because he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that does not believe shall be condemned. And these signs will follow them that believe. It's either I believe it or I don't believe it. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. That's the words of Jesus. That's the words of Jesus. It's either I believe it or I don't. It's either you believe it or you don't. Those are the words of Jesus. He said they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So I'm going to step out of the boat. What are you going to do? Are you going to step out of the boat? Or are you going to stay in your comfort zone and continue to watch your soaps, spend hours on that, and continue to play your prayer, five minutes prayer? No, no, you got to grow. You got to expand. You got to challenge yourself and say, you know, I, want, I wonder what it would take, what it would look like to pray in tongues for an hour. I wonder what it would look like to pray in tongues for four hours. I wonder what it would look like to pray in tongues for eight hours. Come on. You're looking at me like he's got two heads. What's wrong with you? Don't you got to go to work? You want to see power? That's the secret of those men. That's the secret of those men and women that I talked about. That's the secret of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says Jesus will separate himself from the disciples. 
and spend time with the Father all night. And then he will show up in the next day. Be opened. Blind eyes. Arise. Take your bed and go. Be healed. The secret of his power was his intimacy when nobody was there. Just him and the Father. So if you want to see that same power, we got to do the same thing. We got to be willing to pay the price. And then we have to be willing to step out of the boat. I didn't know I was going to say all of that. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So we begin to see, the writer of Hebrews begin to talk about faith. And that's what we've been talking about the last uh, 18 minutes. If I can stay on track. Glory to God. Like I said, everything we do in God's kingdom is by faith. We are, you know, God said this to me. He said, you are a spirit having an earthly experience or having a human experience. In other words, I'm an alien. You're an alien. We are from that side. We just happen to live here now. And we are going back to that side. So God is trying, when you get born again, you are now restored back into your fellowship with the Father. We are spirit beings. Amen? Amen. But many times we live like human beings. We are so fleshly. If I don't see it, it's not there. Uh-uh. You know your eyes lie to you. You know that, right? Have you been to one of those stores where you stand in the mirror and it makes you look thin? Yeah. And the ladies like that. They love, they love that mirror. They put it in the house like, oh, look at me. I lost 50 pounds. No, you didn't. You are still the same size, but the mirror is lying to you that you look thin. So you can't really trust your eyes. Glory to God. So the word of God has given us some access. So how do we see into that spirit world? We just had an exercise a few minutes ago. I asked you, how many of you believe that you have a mansion in heaven? Have you seen it before? No. But you can see it through the eye of faith. Because God, who cannot lie, said, I have prepared a place for you. I have prepared a mansion for you. In fact, glory to God, there's so much more that the Father did not reveal because the Bible says the secret things belong unto God. And that which is revealed is for us and for our children forever. God didn't tell us everything. You know, we think the Bible has everything. No, it's a window to who God is. God is inexhaustible. For all of eternity, we'll be learning more. We'll be like, wow. You know, like the 24 elders. The Bible says they bow down and they cry, holy, holy, holy. One man of God said, the reason they keep doing that is because every time they look, they raise up their head and they see God again, they see another side they've never seen. It's like, oh my God. And they come back up and they see another side they've never seen forever. And they've been doing that from eternity past till now. And it will never stop. Because this God that is your daddy, that is your father, we have underestimated him. He's too much. Too much power, too much grace. He's sitting on his throne with all power in his hand. And he wants to help you. Unfortunately, I say unfortunately because... He cannot help you without faith. And he's given us his word. He's told us 
how to access that bank account. How many of you know, you know, if you have, a, many of you have bank accounts. If you forget your password, guess what? I don't care how much money you got in there. You are not accessing it. You have to physically go to the bank and prove that you are who you say you are is. You, you are, excuse my English. <laughs> <laughs> you have to prove that you are who you say you is, and then they will confirm, yep, that's you, that's Mary Esther, and there's okay, now she can access the million dollars in the bank account. I just prophesied that to you. Praise the Lord. Millions of dollars. Hallelujah. You're going to have to take me to lunch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So the same thing, all of these blessings that the Father has given to us, we access it by faith. And faith is such a large subject that you can't teach it in one and a half hours. It's impossible. There are many, many ministers of the gospel that that's all that God told them to teach. And they did it for 60 years, 70 years. And they say, why do you keep preaching faith? Because there are so many dimensions to it. We, we haven't even plumbed the depth of it. Glory to God. I got to stay on task tonight. So the Bible says... Faith is a substance of things that we hope for. So how does that apply to our study in Hebrews? You know, we talked about so many, many things. We talked about the priesthood. We talked about the Melchizedek priesthood, the priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about things that are in heaven that you cannot see with your natural eyes. How do you access it? I think in the context of the book of Hebrews is bridging that gap. The way to access it is by faith. But it's also bridging the gap for the entire Bible that everything that God has said in his word is accessed through faith. I want to pose a scenario to you. Think about this. We think if I believe God and a period of time has passed, say days, weeks, months, maybe even years, or perhaps the situation has gotten from bad to worse, then my faith must not be working. If we say that, or if we think that, you may not say it to anybody, but in your psyche, in your Noah of your Noah, deep within, that's how you feel, then you don't really understand faith. Because faith can produce miracles in the moment, and sometimes faith will produce miracles over a period of time doesn't mean that your faith is not working. Let's, let, let's look at some examples. doesn't mean that your faith is not working. Look at Hebrews 10, 16. Hebrews 10, 16. This is still within the context of our study. Hebrews 10, verse 16. This may seem very strange to you, but this, look at what he said there. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their heart, and in their mind I will write them. This is a prophetic word that Jeremiah gave in Jeremiah 31, 33. He released a prophetic word. God is saying, in that day, I will put my laws in their heart, and I will write them in the tables of their heart. Amen. You know, the, the second day after Jeremiah said that, it's like, what happened to the prophetic word? A week passed, a month passed. You know, I've been studying the office of the prophet. I've been studying um, how that works. And I begin to see there are many prophetic words that are for now. For example, 
by this time tomorrow, in the gate of Jezreel, a pound of flour will cost this much. The prophet said that. Because God gave a time. By this time tomorrow, then it works. Then fast forward to Daniel. The Bible says, I, Daniel, understood by books that the time we are supposed to spend in captivity is 70. We are right at 70. And then he began to pray. He began to intercede. And God released an angel from heaven that was held up for 21 days. So there are some words that God will give you that require you to partner in the place of prayer. Because you are a priest. That's one of your functions. You get before God and get, God, you said this. God, your word said this. It has to come to pass. And you begin to travel. As I was meditating on this, preparing for this tonight, God said, I want you to go to this passage and show my people. So we are going to go there. We are going to go to uh, First Kings. I think I have it open here. First Kings. I have not even gotten to line one of what I prepared. Praise the Lord. First Kings chapter... Let's start from chapter 17. I'm just going to read a couple of verses to show you what I just described. First Kings 17 verse 1. The Bible said, And Elijah the Tishbite. I love that guy. He's a man of fire. The man that would dare to believe God. So the Bible says, Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew or rain these years except at my word. I'm locking up heaven. I'm locking it up. Unless I speak, there will be no rain. Now, of course, Elijah was a prophet. Now, Somebody could argue, did God tell him to say that? Now, you have to understand the office of a prophet. Sometimes God will tell you to say it, and sometimes you say it, and God will back it up. He said, at, at my word, there will be not a peep coming from heaven. Now, let's fast forward. I want you to see something that God showed me. I don't know if you've seen it before. Go to 18 verse 1. 18 verse 1. We are not going to delve into the Mount Carmel, the showdown on Mount Carmel. We are not going to get into that. I just want to point some things out that the Lord showed me. And it came to pass, after many days, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Notice that. The word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I, the Lord, will send rain on the earth. Who said it? Come on, people. Who said it? God, God said, I, the Lord, will send rain. Right? I, the Lord, will send rain. If the way most people in the church thinks, say, well, God said he's going to send rain. So, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's going to be raining. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let me show you what Elijah did. We are still in 1 Kings 18. Are you getting blessed tonight? Glory to God. Now, Nefshukalababosh. Let's go to verse. Verse 41. 41. 1 Kings 18, verse 41. 
Then Elijah said to Ahab, this was after he had, the fire had come down, he's killed all the prophets, said to Ahab, go, go up, eat and drink, for there's a sound of abundance of rain. Wait a minute. He said to King Ahab, go up, eat, for there's a sound of abundance of rain. That's wonderful, my prophet. Now, let's see what Ahab did. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah did what? Went up to the top of Carmel. And he bowed down to the ground. And he put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. What am I looking at, man of God? And seven times he said, go again. The faith that will not be denied. Go again. Now I want you to see something that the Lord showed me. The Lord, the God of heaven, was the one that called Elijah. He said, go, show yourself to Ahab. I'm going to send rain. I'm not the one that said it. He's the one that said it. And then Elijah boldly told Ahab, get ready, king. Go up and eat, for I hear the sound of abundance of rain. After he left, you know what Elijah did? Elijah knelt down, put his head between his knees. What was he doing? Traveling. Even though God said, I am going to send rain, but you still have to pray. You are a priest in the order of Melchizedek. You are a priest. You are supposed to pray. You don't sit on your behind and wait for God to show up. You begin to pray. God, you said this. Your word said this. You said, none will suffer lack. Lord, there's lack in my house. Lord, send supplies. You said in Ephesians 4, 19, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And of course, you are obedient in your tithe, in your giving. You got that lockdown. So the devil has no accusation before you, before the Father. But if that's not working for you, you need to, you need to get on your face and say, Lord, your word said this. So God told Elijah, I'm going to send rain. God is the one that said it. It wasn't Elijah that went to God and said, God, please send rain. No, 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 no. That's not what happened here. God said to him, I'm sending rain. And then he still had to pray. The first time, he sent the servant, go and check. There's nothing. He went to the doctor the first time, the seventh time, the fifteenth time. Nothing has changed. So who cares? Faith, faith is like a bulldog. Don't matter what's happening, I'm standing there. The Bible says, I haven't, haven't done all to stand. Stand therefore. Be steadfast, immovable. Amen? The faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. The faith of our patriarchs. Oh, my goodness. Mama, 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 mama. He prayed the first time, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. The servant is probably thinking, something wrong with this man. What's wrong with this old man? Why does he keep sending me to look at the sky? 
And then on the seventh time, he said, I see a cloud. It looks like a hand. Come on, church. It looks like a hand. He said, that's my cue. Ah, we need to strap up now because it's about to rain. And I'm speaking to somebody tonight. It's about to rain in your life. The drought is over in the name of the Lord Jesus. I prophesy that to somebody tonight. The drought is over in your life in the name of Jesus. Said rain is about to come. And then suddenly, somebody say suddenly. The cloud began to form. And then it became really dark. It hasn't rained for three and a half years. So maybe you've been in a season of drought. It's been the same old, same old day after day, week after week, month after month. It's a new season. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. The cloud began to form and there was an abundance of rain. An abundance of rain. Glory to God. The heaven was unlocked. The heaven was unlocked. Do you know that the heaven can be locked? You know, heavens can be locked over an individual. That nothing works. It's deserts. Everybody around them is prospering. They're in the same economy, in the same geographical location, in the same, maybe even in the same company, in the same job, in the same family. But this person, nothing is working because heaven is locked over them. I decree tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus, there's any such person under the sound of my voice, their heavens are open tonight in Jesus' name. I declare that in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's go back to Hebrews 11. So you begin to see that even though God has said it, God has proclaimed it, in order for you to benefit from that Ephesians 1-3, there's work on your part. You have to stand your ground. You have to stand your ground. The Bible says when the strong man takes possession of your home, you have to kick him out. And he's not going to go without a fight. You know, he's been taking possession of your life and controlling what works and what doesn't work. All of a sudden, you got this new revelation. You said, no, devil, you got to pack your bags. It's time to go. You are not paying rent here. It's time to go. You are not paying rent here. You think it's going to go without a fight? Oh, no, 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 no. You know what God said about Pharaoh? He said, he said to Moses, I'm going to bring you out with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm because Pharaoh is not going to let you go without a fight. And then God did something very interesting there. His Bible said God hardened his heart because God wanted to punish Egypt. You've been the instrument for punishing my people. I'm going to punish you back. I don't understand the math of God, but it's all cool. Glory to God. God hardened his heart. God was the one that hardened his heart because I need to punish Egypt because you mess with my people. These are the happen of my heart. And you know what God did? Ten miracles. In spite of that, he got to the point that Pharaoh said, just go. But, oh, you are going to go, but just you and your children go. Don't take anything. No, 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 no. I'm going with everything. And I'm going with my stuff. I'm going with my blessings. I'm going because the Lord said we should come into the wilderness and sacrifice unto him. Glory to God. So everything that the enemy, every Pharaoh over your life, they have to let you go. They have to let you go. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And you do that by faith. You do that by faith. Glory to God. So like I said, when we see passage of time, you've gone to the doctors. The finances hasn't changed. Uh, you've prayed and prayed and prayed for 14 years. Nothing's changed. He's still the same old devil. You keep saying, you keep praying, you keep praying, you keep praying, nothing's changed. Having done all to stand. You know, when you know that you know that you know that you know, you are not moved by the winds of the waves. It's because we don't know. We are not settled in it. That's when circumstances come and then we flow with the wind. No, 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 no. You stand. You stand. Because you know in whom you have believed. Because he's not a liar. How many of you know that God is not a liar? How many of you know that God is able? He's got all power in his hand. He's able. You know, oh, glory to God. My mind is on many, many things. You know, when you think about the Lord Jesus Christ, there's nothing that is stood before Jesus and Jesus is sweating. Even death. He stood at the tomb of Lazarus. said, Lazarus, come. Just like I'm calling Mary, come. Wait a minute. He's talking to a dead person. That guy has crossed over to that other side. And he's talking on this side. How does that transaction work? By faith. You speak. And you expect God to make the word come and become flesh. John 1.14. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld him as of the glory of God the Father, full of grace and truth. There is nothing, I'm going to repeat that, nothing, absolutely nothing that is impossible with God. Difficult, easy, impossible, that's our language. That's not God's language. If you get to heaven and you open the dictionary in heaven, there's no impossible there. <laughs> Glory to God. Because that's not, it's a foreign language. They don't speak that language in heaven. It's our language. But God wants his children to act like him, to talk like him. Glory to God. We are doing a study with my kids now, and I was explaining to them the first time that the, the disciples were called Christian was in Antioch. And I told them to read Acts 11. We are going to do the Bible study tomorrow. And we are going to study together as a family. And I began to explain to them that one of the reasons why they had to recruit Judas to betray Jesus was because they all look alike. They couldn't tell him apart. Because why, I mean, think about it, just on a normal brain thinking. Why do I need to hire somebody if I know that's, you know, that's Pastor Tom? I can tell him apart from Pastor... <laughs> Pastor Bishop or any other pastor. I can tell them apart because Pastor Tom doesn't look like Bishop. I'm just saying. The reason they had to hire somebody was because they look alike. They are Christ-like. They dress like him. They, they had the same, probably the same beard length. They look exactly like him. They couldn't tell them apart. 
So I was just telling my kids, like, you know, being a Christian means you are Christ-like in everything, in your dressing, in your conduct, in your outlook, in your everything. To the point that they look at you, they say, yeah, is that Jesus? Yeah, that's another Jesus. And that's what God wants to do in us. For the image of the Father, the, the Son, to be formed in us. Amen? Amen? And this is one of the things that Jesus did. He walked and pleased the Father through faith. Glory to God. Oh, where did the time go? <sighs> Absolutely nothing is impossible. Nothing is over unless God says it's over. Nothing is over. Nothing is done unless God says it's over. Oh, my faith is renewed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know about you, but my faith is renewed. I'm, I'm on fire. I can look at the devil in the eye and tell him, it's going to happen. You can do anything you want, do all kinds of displays. I am going to come to testify. You are going to come to testify of the goodness of God. Because his word is true. His word is true. Oh, heaven and earth may pass away, but not a comma, a title, that's a comma, or apostrophe of his word will ever pass away. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. The word of God will come to pass. Come rain or high water. Come hell or high water. The word of God will come to pass. You know, glory to God. I've got so much to say, but so little time. So nothing is impossible to God. And one area that our faith gets shaken is when we are looking at death. Whether it's a physical death or death of a situation, oh, it's over. That, you know, that marriage is over. You know, <laughs> there's nothing over. There's nothing that God cannot repair. Nothing. There's nothing that God cannot restore. There's nothing that God cannot resurrect. Nothing. Underscore the word nothing. Amen. God is just looking for sons and daughters that will believe him. That will believe him. That will believe him. I told you the passage of time means nothing. Nothing. It's just time. That's all it is. And the devil uses that to mount a defense. He said, look at you. You've been praying for the last one year. You've been praying for the last two years. I shared a testimony in the prayer room. Many of you don't, uh, many of you were not there. When I moved to North Carolina, all of a sudden my body developed this allergy. And scratching, scratching, scratching. Very uncomfortable scratching, not just scratching. The kind that... Uh, it looks like uh, hives. It's raised and all of that. So, so I went to the doctor, and I'm not opposed to going to the doctor. So the fact that you have faith doesn't mean, the fact that you go to the doctor doesn't mean you don't have faith. Okay? The fact that you are taking medication does not mean you don't have faith. In fact, it may help you while your faith is working so that you don't die. Okay? Praise the Lord. So you got to be wise. So, I went to the doctor and they gave him, you know, Allegra, and it seemed to be working. You know, some people, some Christians will say, oh, praise God, that's a miracle. It was a miracle, but that's not the ultimate that God had. 
So I began to pray and began to travel. I said, Lord, I can't be preaching faith and be dealing with this. I can't be believing you and not have this manifesting. So I began to intercede and intercede. I share with the folks in the prayer room that the last Sunday that I preached, I just left it all on the, on the field, so to speak. I said, Lord, this is it. From that time, it's been almost four, four weeks now. I cannot go 24 hours without taking it. I've not taken one pill. It's gone. Gone. The Lord healed me. I'm telling you. So faith in God, the fact that, okay, I've been believing God for about two years, almost three years. Does that mean that my faith wasn't working? No. It was working. It was working. It was growing. It was maturing. It was maturing to the point that the manifestation showed up. Hallelujah. It makes your faith stronger when you have to wait longer. John 1.14. The word became flesh in me when the word manifested. So you can't tell me that healing doesn't work anymore. You're too late. I've seen it with my daughter. The doctors told us that she's not going to survive. So I always go back to that. I said, Lord, I've seen you do miracles before. You're going to do it again. It is the same yesterday, Hebrews 13, 8. The same yesterday, today, and forever. So when you, if you see Jesus yesterday and you see him today, it's the same. It's the same in look. It's the same in power. It's the same in process. It's the same in compassion. It never changes. It never changes. It's me that need to change my perspective. You know, David said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. David is not saying we should make God bigger. No, God doesn't get bigger. It's be the biggest thing on the block. Woo! Because if God has to get bigger, that means he's different from yesterday. Because if he grew, that means he was less yesterday. He doesn't get bigger. What David is saying is, I, God help me to see you the way you really are. So that my perspective of you will change. Hallelujah. It's not that God is getting bigger. Oh, magnify. It's me that needs to change the lens where I'm looking at him. I told you, you have to step out of the boat. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. You got to stand your ground day after day. When you feel like giving up, that's the time you dig your heels in. You get your Bible out and say, Lord, your word says this, and I'm standing on this. I've literally done this in the past. Somebody might say you are desecrating the Bible, but I said, Lord, I'm literally standing on this word. <laughs> literally standing on this word because I believe it. Because I believe it. It will never, never fail you. Never, never fail you. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. It will never fail you. How many of you are getting blessed tonight? It will never fail you. It will never forsake his word. When you think about diseases like cancer, HIV, generational curses, huge convoluted family problems, he has no head, he has no tail, he has no middle. There's no body on this planet that can solve it. 
You know what we do sometimes? We tend to kind of file it away and say, okay, we're going to pray and hope and, uh, and then see what God would. No, 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 no. God never changes. Amen. I'm telling you, in Africa, in southern part of Africa, there's a lot of incidents of HIV there. But I see God moving mightily because HIV has no cure. There are many, many documented verifiable, doctor-checked miracles of people that were HIV positive and because there's no medication for it, you just manage it. And now they are HIV negative. Yes. We're talking about yes. miracle in our day. Yes. Not in the days of Wigglesworth. Thank God for Wigglesworth. We are standing on their shoulder. Thank God for Kenneth Hagin. We are standing on their shoulder. God is looking for another Wigglesworth in our generation. God is looking for another Mary Woodward Ether in our generation. God is looking for men and women that would dare to believe him. That would dare to believe him. That would dare to step out of the boat. That would dare to step out of the boat. Glory to God. That's what God is looking for. And, and I, 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 I raised my hand, God, you, you, you found one. You know, you, you found one. Who is going to go for us? Who is going to go for us? Lord, you found one. You found one. You found one. Glory to God. For those that are online, are you, are you with us? Grace, praise the Lord. When you think about death under the ministry of Jesus, we, we have many examples. Jairus' daughter is one. And of course, Lazarus is another one. And Jesus just talked about it like going to store to buy cookies. And then he showed up at Jairus' house and put them out and said, Daughter, I say unto you, arise, tali takuma. Just like that. Somebody say, just like that. Just like that. And I prophesy to somebody, just like that, your story is going to change in the name of Jesus. It's going to shift. One day, you are over here in the misery, in the problem, in the situation, and then the next day you look back, you're like, it's gone. Just like that. Just like that. Matter of fact, just like that. Ain't that just like Jesus? Somebody shout hallelujah. It's a miracle walking God. He's a miracle working God. And he has not changed. If, if Jesus changes, that means Hebrews 13, 8 is null and void. If Jesus changes, that means the rest of the scripture, we can't trust it. He never changes. So if John 3, 16 is true, Hebrews 13, 8 has to be true. John 1, 1 has to be true. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the rest of it has to be true too, because the Bible says, forever, O God, thy Word is settled in heaven. It's final. The case is closed. We are not rewriting it. It's gone. It's done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all are so amazing. You're just drawing it out of me. I am telling you, I've got two, three pages that I've... What do I do? Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So there's nothing that God cannot do. I told you in Hebrews Hall of Fame, the writer of Hebrews began to give us example after examples after examples of these men and women, by the way, that walked by faith. I'm going to read something to you that I prepared here. So the Bible said, by faith, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, King David, Samuel, and the other prophets, all of them pleased God by faith. They subdued kingdoms by faith. They walked righteousness by faith. They obtained promises by faith. They stopped the mouth of lions by faith. You remember Daniel in the lion's den? They stopped the mouth of lions by faith. They quenched the violence of fire. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? And the fourth man on the fire? Glory to God. They stopped. These are literal this is not just a pie in the sky. These are literal danger that these guys faced. And they stopped it by faith. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong. They became victors in battle. Are you thinking about Gideon or King David? Many of the battles that he fought. Praise the Lord. They chased the army of the aliens. And we men received their dead, raised back to life. I call to mind the woman, the Shunammite woman, one of my heroes. She, 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 she went to the prophet, said, man of God, did I beg you for a child? Said, no. Uh, what's going on? My child is dead. Now, between you and God, work it out. I am taking my child home today. You, are, I'm just paraphrasing now. That's not how it's said in the Bible. <laughs> between you and God, work it out. She held on to and you know something that I also learned there about the office of the prophet? The, the servant of the prophet was going to push her away. And the prophet said, no, leave her. Be- something is bothering her, and the Lord has not told me. God doesn't tell prophets everything. Amen? <laughs> the Lord has not told me. Say, so, ah, ding, ding, ding. You know, many people go to prophet, prophesy to me. Prophet, they don't know everything. Glory to God. They only know what God reveals to them. They are just microphone. They are just a mouthpiece. Every prophet needs to know that. You are just a mouthpiece. I was asking God a question about that, and then God said, does the microphone have a conversation with the guy talking and say, this is what we are going to (laughs) say? No. The microphone just sits there until... The speaker picks it up, and then he speaks. Glory to God. The Lord has not told me. And guess what? The Shunammite woman got her baby back, did he? Is she? She's one of the people that the writer of Hebrews 11 was telling us. These obtained promises. Um, Because of time, I'm going to go into the second half of it, and I'm going to try to constrain myself next week by the grace of God so I can get through it. But God is speaking to his church tonight. God is speaking to you that you're watching. You've been standing in faith for something, whatever it might be, physical healing in your body. Sometimes even it borders on shame. Some things that you go through in life sometimes even borders on shame. But I read in my Bible that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as, like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faith. 
And the Bible also says, those who trust the Lord shall never be put to shame. It may look like shame right now, but when God turns it around, everybody that know you and people that don't know you will join you to praise the living God. Amen? You just have to be like a bulldog. My brother, my sister, you just have to be like a bulldog and latch on for dear life. There was a story that one of my mentors, Kenneth Higgins, shared. Uh, it was a, an incident that happened at the dock. You know, they were doing some rope and trying to tie a giant ship down. All these military guys, they were doing it. And in the process of doing you know, the, you do, the, the ropes are very, very thick, very, very because to hold down a big giant ship, it's very thick. So while they were doing it, the thing snapped, and then the rope started going up in the sky. Many of the guys, about 15 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet, 50 feet, many of them dropped, and many of them fell to their death. One of them, though, when the rope was going up, you know what he did? He tied the rope around himself, and created whatever knot they taught them. And people were watching. They sent for the fire crew, they sent for the rescue people, and they saw this guy almost at, you know, God knows how many thousand feet in the sky. And he's just hanging there. And so the fire crew, they came after about an hour. He's still hanging there. And so they, got, they, they finally got him down, and the rescue people got water and juice or whatever to, you know, attend to him. And they're like, what, you know, what, what's the fuss about? You know, you've been hanging on for almost an hour. Your arms will be tired. I said, no, I wasn't hanging on. The rope was hanging on to me. Yeah. You know what he did? He tied the rope around himself, tied the knot, and was just enjoying the view. You know what you need to do? Wrap yourself around with the word of God and enjoy the view. Yeah. Enjoy the view. Everybody might be freaking out. People are passing, women passing out. They're like, man, this guy is going to fall any moment now. He's going to fall now, but he's not going to fall because he's wrapped himself around with the word of God. So he wasn't holding on to the rope. The rope was holding him. That's what you need to do. You need to lock down the word of God and just stand there. Having done all to stand, stand there for when it feels good. The days that it feels good, you stand there. The days that it doesn't feel good, you stand there. You know what I do on days that I don't feel good? I double up on my dose. I double up on the dose of the word of God. And I remind myself what he said. There's something written in my office. Don't let what you see make you forget what he said. It's on my board in my office. Don't let what you see make you forget what he said. So every day I walk in my office, I see that. Glory to God. It's 8 o'clock. We got to pray. How many of you want to step out of the boat with me tonight? Is there anybody here tonight that needs prayer? I have Wigglesworth order of faith tonight. Come on. And I'm not joking about that. The Bible says, I come in agreement with you, sir. Jesus. The Bible says, 
they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lord, I put my hands on my brother tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. I overheard a conversation that was happening earlier. Lord, I decree into his life perfection from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Everything that has held you bound hitherto, I break it off of you now in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare health, wholeness, your own and ikarimakoshi from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you because it's done. Lord, I thank you because it's done. In the name of Jesus. Satan, lose him now. Take your hand off of my brother. You have no right to this property. This is God's property. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. Healing right now in the name of Jesus. Freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because it's done. In Jesus' name. Anybody else? Come on, come on. Let's do it. Stepping out by faith. Stepping out of the boat. Glory to God. Stepping out of the boat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, I pray for Mama Hari. Oh, she's, she's such an awesome woman of God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, every need of our hearts. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord your God, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Lord, I ask tonight in the name of Jesus, all those desires. Because you said in your word that you would do it. Lord, we stand believing tonight that you have done it. Because you said in Ephesians 1, 3 that the blessings are already there. Lord, we make a withdrawal on our account tonight. In the name of Jesus. We make a withdrawal from our account tonight in the name of Jesus. Everything begins to line up perfectly now in the mighty name of Jesus. Restoration, restoration, restoration. This is, this is your season of restoration. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God is restoring. God is restoring unto you even right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that the enemy has stolen from you, God is restoring right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because it's done. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to hug you. The Bible says, This sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lord, I command in the name of Jesus, you see you foul dirty see i command you to wither and to dry up now in the name of jesus i command you to dry up wither you have no place here anymore in the name of jesus yes lord i believe that you are able to do it and i thank you lord because it's done in the name, because I'm standing just on your word. Your word said it, and so I believe it. And so, Father, we thank you because it's done. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We stand upon your word, and we declare it's done. In Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Oh, brother dog, brother dog. Glory to God. 
The Bible says, where two of you shall agree as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. Lord, I agree with my brother tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus that healing and miracles will begin to happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that is not normal in your body, I command them to come in alignment now in the name of Jesus. I speak to your insulin. I speak to your insulin right now. And I speak to your legs. For the healing to begin to begin to amend now. For Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. And so therefore, Lord, I stepped out of the boat. And Lord, I fully expect the word to become flesh in my brother tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And so, Father, I thank you because it's done. It's done. It's done. In the mighty name of Jesus. I have given your word, and the Bible says, and they went about. God was walking with them, confirming the word with signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you, Lord, because you are confirming your word even tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because it's done. You begin to see changes in your body. It begins to amend even from now on in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We claim your healing and your restoration now. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, my lovely sister. Lord, I pray for Katie tonight. Lord, even as she begins that new job, Lord, I pray that the fire of God, the anointing of God will be upon her. She yes. will excel beyond the expectations of those that are around her in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray, oh God, you, the desires of our heart, oh God, that she will be a witness for you, a witness for you. That life will just shine, oh God. That light will just shine, oh God. That people cannot just ignore it. Because the Bible says we are a city on a hill that cannot be hid. Lord, I decree in the name of Jesus, with the authority of the word of God, that this begin to manifest in your heart and in your life, in the name of Jesus. And every desires of your heart, they are met tonight in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you because it's done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Lord, because it's done. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. My sister. Lord, I pray for my sister, Lord, tonight. Lord, you know the desires of our heart, O oh God. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus. Every such desire, Lord, we bring it before our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, to present to the Father. And all that I can see is a stamp of approval. That's all I can see. The Father is saying, yep. Check, 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 check. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, because the answers are forthcoming. Doesn't matter how big it is. Doesn't matter how complicated it is. There's nothing complicated with you. For with men, it's impossible, not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And you said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And so, Father, because we believe, we fully expect the word to become flesh in our life tonight in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for it, for it's done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo!
Do you believe that God can do it right now? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you said they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus. Jesus. Let there be a manifestation. The word becoming flesh. Even right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because I believe that it's done. In Jesus' name we pray. Move your, move it, move it, move it. Move it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, glory to God. For us, and also no diabetes, I'm born one. But also, I want more strength to be more of a witness. I have, I have the faith, but I want to be more of a witness. Yes. Lord, from our mouth to your ears, because you are not dull of hearing. Lord, I rebuke borderline diabetes now. I curse it from the root in the name of the Lord Jesus. You foul spirit of diabetes, I command you to leave now in the name of Jesus. I speak to your eyesight. Whatever is wrong there, I command healing to happen now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command the healing power of God to happen right now in the name of Jesus. 2020 vision, that's what I want. Father, 2020 vision in the name of Jesus. 2020 vision in the name of Jesus. We decree tonight, and Jesus, I thank you. I fully expect the world to become flesh even right now. And I just want to thank you, Lord, because it's done in the name of Jesus. Is there a way to verify that God has done it? Do you use glasses? Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to begin to see okay. better. Yes. I believe it. Progressively in the name of Jesus. Probably even when you wake up tomorrow, you might be, ooh, what's going on? I don't need yes. my glasses. Glory to God. Yes. Remember, you have to latch on by faith. Yes. Don't, don't give up your faith. No yes. matter, come hell or high water, you stand your ground. Amen. Yes. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for my sister. Yep. Yeah, I know. Daddy, I ask, oh God. You've done it for her before. You've done it for her before. We are just asking for you to do it again. Lord, I pray for the foot right now. And I pray for the toes too. To straighten out. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you said I should step out of the boat. I just did. And I fully expect the word to become flesh in her. And Lord, I want to thank you because it is done. It's not by my eloquence of prayer or the, long, the longevity of the prayer, but the fact that we believe you. And so we thank you, Lord, because it's done. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because I believe it's done. It's done. It's done. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, Mary Esther, glory to God. Handmaiden of the Lord. Woo, glory to God. Daddy, I just pray for my sister tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We release the word of faith tonight and your people are hungry and they've come out as a, a proof of their faith in you and so father i fully expect the word to become flesh 
in our situation, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you know the cry of our heart, O God. Lord, I fully expect the word to become flesh. And so, Father, I want to thank you because it's done. I thank you, Lord, because it's done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mama Sekore Nakasidaya. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. What do I pray for? What am I praying for? I just gave my grandson up to DSS today. Okay. You want him back? You don't want him back? No. Okay. So what do you want me to pray? I just hope that he's that God will be with him. God will put him in the right place. Lord. I first of all pray for my sister's heart. Lord, Lord, that you surround her even right now. You comfort her heart. Lord, I pray for that young man. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever you are sending him. Daddy, that your eyes will not leave him. And Lord, I'm even asking right now, I dare to ask that you will make a preacher out of him. Yeah. That you you will use him to torment the devil. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, Lord, I pray restoration in this family. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And the guilt and the shame. Yes. Lord, we thank you. We break off the guilt and the shame. Right now. I break it off in the name of Jesus. I break it off now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree wholeness. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for that young man. Mark my words. God is going to make him a preacher and he's going to torment the devil. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because it's done. In Jesus' mighty, no matter where he goes, you will be following him. You will be hearing your voice in his dream, in his walk. You surround him with faith and with love. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Because it's done. Because you said in your word that you would do it. And we dare to believe you tonight. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is done. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to God. Who do I pray for? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to God. I just went through a situation and, and the Lord healed me. Lord, I pray for Josh even right now. The Bible says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in your body, that same spirit would quicken or give life to your mortal body. I curse that skin condition now. I command it to dry up from the roots. In the name of Jesus. This is the end of that skin condition. Never to be seen again. In the mighty name of Jesus. The next time I see you, Josh, you will have a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I stepped out of the boat. And I fully expect the word to become flesh in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because it's done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I pray for Mama. She's been a witness for you. Oh, a testament of faithfulness and steadfastness in the kingdom. And she's asking for more. Oh, Lord, she's asking for more. You are the one that can do it. Lord, tonight in the name of Jesus, according to the desires of our hearts, give her more now. In the name of Jesus, more grace, more power, more anointing, more wisdom is released unto you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you because it's done. Oh, you're making me shake in Jesus' name. Woo. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you see more. God, begin to see through your eyes. Begin to hear through your ears. Begin to touch through your hand. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's not over, Mama. It's not over. God still has more for you. God still has more for you. And he's still going to use you mightily, mightily, like a woman in Zion, like a mother in Zion. It's not over. It's not over. I still have more for you. I still have more work for you to do. I've kept you because I still have more work for you to do. Be strong and of a good courage. Yes. Yes. For it's not over. Jesus. It's not over. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like a Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. For Christy's parents to uh, have a relationship again with, with Christy. Do you guys believe God can do it? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are the God that specializes in difficult cases. For with man, this is impossible, not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Lord, according to their faith, the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, supernaturally, Lord, before this year is over, I'm asking, Lord, yeah. that this relationship will be mended. It will be like nothing ever happened. In fact, Lord, I'm asking that their relationship be so much sweeter than it was before things went sour. Lord, I put the salt of the Holy Ghost into that relationship now. Just like the prophet put the salt into the source of the water, and the water that was bitter became sweet. Lord, by a prophetic act tonight, I put salt into that relationship, and I decree and declare restoration now in the name of Jesus, beginning from now. Lord, you begin to mend hearts together. Just like the heart of Jonathan and David was mended together. Every hurt, every pain disappear now in the name of Jesus. Daddy, we thank you because it's done. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next thing we are expecting is testimony. The next thing I'm expecting is testimony in the name of Jesus. Daddy, we just thank you. We just give you praise, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Big guy. Praise the Lord. 
my young king. Hallelujah. David. King David. Lord, I pray for David, oh God. I release over him an impartation of grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you have such a glorious future ahead of him. Oh, Lord, I know his name was not an accident. His royalty. Lord, every path that you have ordained for him, it will work. And I decree and declare, nobody will distract him or pull him away. In the name of Jesus, every snare of the enemy, I break yes. it now in the name of Jesus. This one will carry the flames of God. He will carry the fire of God in the name of Jesus. He will be like a Samuel in his generation in the name of Jesus. A voice for God in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we decree and declare it tonight in the name of Jesus. So shall he be. He cannot be otherwise in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because it's done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ooh, hallelujah. Mateshu Karima Mushi. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Lord, I, I just pray for my brother. Lord, I pray one more time. I speak into that digestive system. Lord, I understand there are body parts in heaven. And if that's what's needed, Lord, we just claim we go to the account and we make a withdrawal tonight and lord i have stepped out of the boat just like you told me to and lord i thank you lord because i believe that you are doing it even right now in the name of jesus dr jesus rafa that's your name we welcome you to walk through him now in the name of jesus to walk through him now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray over his job, over his career, Lord God, for open heavens and open doors in the name of Jesus, exceedingly abundantly above what he can ask or think in the mighty name of Jesus. I also pray over his ministry, a new door, a new avenue begin to open, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you begin to open his eyes even more than he's ever seen before. He begins to see angels more than he's ever seen before. Lord, I'm also asking, oh God, for visitation and translation yes. by faith in the name of the Lord Jesus. So shall he be. He cannot be otherwise. Lord, I pray over everyone under the sound of my voice and those that are watching online, receive your healing, receive your miracle tonight in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Father, we just thank you for what you've done tonight. We thank you, Lord. We claim it by faith. We are not walking by sight. We are walking by faith. For your word says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Father, we just thank you for how you've just changed the atmosphere and how you just moved in the, in, the, in the midst of your people tonight. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We praise you for what you have done. Thank you, Lord, for my family, Global River Church. I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in our midst. Be glorified, be lifted in our midst, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, oh we have one more. Sorry. Praise God. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. So what am I praying for? I just want to know him more. Lord, I, I just pray for my sister tonight. Lord, she wants more. She wants more. She wants more. Lord, I pray that you give her more in the name of Jesus. More revelation of Jesus. 
that she will be more like you, that she will go deeper in the things of the Spirit, that you will draw her deeper unto yourself. The Bible says, draw near unto God and he will draw near unto you. Lord, as she draws near unto you, Father, you will take giant steps towards her in the name of Jesus. That you begin to speak to her in a way that she's never encountered before. That she begins to hear you more than she's ever heard you before. That the things of the Spirit becomes more real to her in the name of Jesus. And through her hand, O oh God, you will wrought mighty miracles, signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. That she will be an effect effective witness unto you wherever she goes in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I decree it now and so shall it be in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, right now I dispatch ministering angels to our church families that are here and those that have left and those that are home. Lord, I release ministering angels now, warring angels, whatever kind of angels that we need in this season that we are in. Lord, we'll dispatch them now in the name of Jesus to begin to bring blessings, breakthroughs, miracles, signs, wonders in the name of Jesus. Lord, as a people, we step out of the boat tonight. We step out of the boat tonight, fully expecting the water to carry our weight, fully expecting the word to become flesh. And we just thank you, Lord, because you've done it. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. You gotta pray for my son. Oh, <laughs> I have to pray for my pastor. <laughs> okay. You have any more energy? I do. Okay. Glory to God. Lord, I just thank you for my pastor. He's such such an amazing man. He's welcomed everybody with open arms. He's opened the doors to everyone, oh God. Lord, he's asking for more, just like I'm asking for more. Lord, I ask, oh God, for the miraculous. Daddy, for you to use him. You have raised him as a father in this neighborhood, in this Wilmington. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Without your power, we are just saying words. Without your power, people will not believe the gospel. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, a fresh level of power. If a fresh level of power, a fresh level of power, the kind of power that will look in difficulty in the face and say, no, in the name of my Jesus, I command a turnaround. Lord, we believe tonight, I believe tonight for impartation of that grace upon Pastor Tom tonight in the name of Jesus. Impartation of that grace in the name of Jesus. That we begin to see the same miracles that we see in Costa Rica, the same miracles that we hear about in Africa, the same miracles that we hear about in other places that it begins to happen here. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Lord, I ask, oh God, that this place will not be able to contain us anymore. In the name of Jesus. We call the people from the byways and the sideways to come on in. In the name of Jesus. Harvest of souls even in this season, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we decree it now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for him and his family, oh God. Surround them with fire, oh God. Surround him with fire, oh God. The hedge of fire, oh God. In the name of Jesus. I want him to would you pray for against melanoma. Mm. Never to return. Mm. Mm. Lord, I curse that 
filthy, foul melanoma right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I command it to wither and to dry up. In the mighty name of Jesus, you have no part nor lot in this man. Not anymore. No more. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we are riding that river, the river of your anointing and your grace, even right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command healing, restoration now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Lord, brand new skin. Restoration. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it's done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We just thank you for the manifestation. the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Thank that you, they will be blessed of the in Lord. In the name of Jesus. Find their perfect place Thank in his you, body. Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. And restore him Amen. in strength. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. The love of Jesus. I can't say more power Amen. because you've got that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Well, that was Thank a great night. Hallelujah. I do want to tell you that um, during the preaching time or sharing time, I saw it was like a military ceremony for promotion that was being distributed. I'm not sure where or how. It didn't, he didn't give me specifics. It may, may be a general promotion. But it's very rare for five-star admirals. <laughs> I was around four-star admirals when I worked in the Navy. <clears throat> and I saw the promotional. They were printing on the epaulets here, on the collars, the fifth star. So, Lord, I thank you for the promotion in the spirit for authority. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, with the authority comes responsibility. So, Lord, I thank you that the wisdom to walk in this new level of responsibility and authority. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Great night. Hallelujah. <laughs>